Super Bowl recap, uh, more QB rumors, and some old housewives that might be making a comeback. Yeah, fill up those wine glasses. You don't want to miss this episode. Wow, look at that. Hello, hello, and welcome to the Real Football Fans of New Jersey. This is episode 146, and look at this. We look beautiful across Facebook, YouTube, and Twitter right now, and I know some of you are watching this on Instagram, so you can't see this beauty, but we have a new overlay. We got our logos in there with some colors, so shout out to Mike from Claret in the Big Blue podcast. He you know, reached out to us, Giants fans, women helping women, Giants fans <laughs> helping Giants fans, and he designed all of this new stuff um, for us. Just our overlays, our logos are original. We are keeping that, obviously. Yeah. We'll never get rid of that. Um, but thank you so, so much for this beautiful new artist, uh, artistry. I don't, what is that called? It's like, or I don't know, art. Yeah, it's art. Artistry. What am I, I, I don't know what I'm talking about. Um, so, um, you do should check them out though. They are, uh, you know, Clara and the big blue podcast. You can yes. follow them at CBB P O D on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook, or check out their website, www.cbbpod.com. So again, thank yes. you very much. We look amazing, but love it. Even more important. It is episode 146. It, it is, is Wednesday. Katie and I are here with wine. We are here to talk about football, specifically the Super Bowl. Right. We already got a comment on Instagram saying TV 12. We will get there. That's coming from a Bucks fan, a happy Bucks fan. Don't worry. We will get there for sure. Um, but as always, we do like to, you know, do you want to start with the questions or do you want to start with the other Yeah, things? let's start with the questions. All right. So we do have some things to talk about, you know, before we go into, you know, the, the big, the big old things yeah. in NFL this week. But let's start with our questions. So as always, thank you for sending them in. Um, we do have a couple for you that we hand selected that we wanted to get in front of you. If you have questions during the show tonight, as we are live, go ahead, Facebook, YouTube, Twitter, ask them. We'll answer them. All right. So the first one is not attending either giant Super Bowl parade, the biggest regret in your life. <laughs> I, love yes. <laughs> I love how that's worded. Um, let, me, let me sit and think of my life's biggest regrets. <laughs> Um, it's actually pretty funny for me. I think it's a bittersweet thing. And mm-hmm. I, I think it's like an easy two-parter for me. One, if you know me well, you know that I hate New York City. <laughs> like, I, like, I really just don't like going there. Um, and I'm also very, one of the main reasons I don't like New York City is I'm very claustrophobic in mm-hmm. large crowds of people. So going to yeah. a Giants parade in the city yeah. with hundreds and thousands of people. That's about as bad as it gets for me, claustrophobia wise. <laughs> but the second part of that is if the Giants won it again, would we go? 100%. Absolutely. And I so would get like, that's the two part. I would take it as far as um, Tom Brady <laughs> took it today being a little drunk. Do have a question on Instagram. How yeah. is that third pick doing for us that we got in the 
uh, JPP trade to Tampa Bay Buccaneers. I don't know why you're asking two Giants fans that because I wasn't happy that we traded Jason Pierre-Paul. No, of course They not. couldn't come to an agreement on a uh, contract after we franchise tagged him, and that's the way the world works. Yeah. The NFL's a business. No one was happy with that trade. He was making more sacks with six and a half fingers than a traditional – Yeah. Or no – well, I guess. I don't know how many. I, I don't have any loss. Um, then a traditional uh, pass rusher was making with all 10 fingers. So yeah. that's my answer to that one. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> so the pick, I don't even know who we got in that third round that year. So, like, I don't even yeah. care. Yeah, I don't, I don't They're probably good stuff. Um, okay. Who do you think would be more likely to make the Super Bowl again next year, Tampa Bay or Kansas City? As we specifically have one yeah. Tampa Bay <laughs> following, uh, following us, watching us right now. Ah, uh, Caitlin, why don't you answer first? I'm like still thinking about this. I, I do have to, and like we obviously get into the Super Bowl later. Yeah. You know, I do have to give props to the Tampa Bay Buccaneers for their like their consistency on the rise throughout the season. Yeah. We did see them consistently get better right, and fix areas that maybe we were questioning, you know, questioning anything like that. Um, I do just, we consistently talk about the powerhouse that the Chiefs are. I'm not really sure of what we were given on Sunday, yeah. um, but I, I'm just going to go with the Chiefs on this one. I, I think I have to go with the Chiefs, too, because yeah. I, I think even before the Super Bowl happened, I was very adamant about the fact, specifically after Mahomes got that big contract, that I really did think he was going to win at least two more yeah. rings. Um, and I think, you know, if this squad, for the most part, can stay intact, <laughs> uh, I think that they could. <laughs> we got the big sorry, thumbs sorry. down to the I think answer. that, right. yeah, we could see them in the Super Bowl again yeah. next year. But I got to say, and usually it happens, though, that one of the teams takes a little Has step a hangover. Um, Brady might but I do over. feel good about both of these teams and potentially making a run yeah. again next year. Yeah. So I will say that. Absolutely. Alrighty, this one is interesting. Okay. Is Tony uh, Romo a curse for bad Super Bowls? Uh, you guys saw him actually commentate the Patriots against the Rams, mm -hmm. which turned out to be a horrendous Super Bowl. And obviously, yeah. he did commentate this past Sunday. So, funny is question. <laughs> it, is, it is a very funny question. And I don't, I guess I'm not specifically answering it, but I do want to kind of like, make amends here on the show to Tony Romo. <laughs> I was when he when he first came onto the scene with the commentating, I think everybody knew that I like really was not a fan, especially yeah. like don't put him on Giants games. I don't want to hear this. Um especially from a you know Dallas Cowboy quarterback. But I, I have grown to like his commentating. I do like him. And yeah. I think he's definitely found a lot of success with it. Mm -hmm. And I think in the main realm, like if you polled people, if we polled people yeah. on the show, I think a lot of people would say they really enjoy his commentating. Unfortunately, though, we won't really see if he's a curse until CBS gets the Super Bowl again. So it does rotate between five, okay. all of them. Yeah, so we might sure have. That. So when was the Patriots in the? But now you got. Two, no, that was like three years yeah, ago. Yeah, but you've got things like Amazon coming into the YouTube sport. Like they're going to come in and start making bids for the Super right, Bowl. So, like guarantee, a while. so we don't know. So okay, yeah. <laughs> we could see. We could test the theory, though. I think it's a very interesting Tony question. Tony Romo, if the Giants ever make the Super Bowl, do not comment. <laughs> yeah. How about we say that? All right. We made amends, but don't do a Giants Super Bowl. And then finally, a great question coming off, you know, not only our first question with the Giants Super Bowl parade, but today the Tampa Bay Buccaneers did have their parade in a non-traditional way they had a boat parade yeah um so would you take a real parade over a boat parade 
I don't know. I think Giants fans. <laughs> I've are, experience. I think Giants fans are still pretty scarred by boats, if you ask me. So uh, yeah, uh, I think I'll stick to the regular parade. A lot has happened since a bunch of our players were down in Florida on a boat. So yeah, I don't really bad we, memories. Bad, bad memories. Bad memories. We yeah. haven't done good things since. So yeah. I don't really know what to say there. Um, but I did find the boat parade today very entertaining. It was really cool, and I'm also very jealous that we've got like two feet of snow outside, and I think still waiting to know. Tonight, like this into weekend, tomorrow. yeah. So pretty jealous of people being on a boat in sunshine. Yeah, I'm just seeing. His Looked like a lot of fun. Stuff. I did think it was funny and a lot of a lot of good content. A lot on of media. definitely a lot of good content. Tom Brady, I think the saw the funniest one I saw like a tweet was well, first of all, I saw goat on a boat. I thought yeah, that was yeah. funny, and then I saw. Uh, uh, on TV 12, I saw TV turn uh, that made me laugh out loud because yeah. he was quite, quite a little, little tips, drunk. A little I tips. tips, but listen, if you want seven Super Bowls, get away. I'd be like, get out of my listen, face. Tom Brady I'm is drinking. truly living his I'm best drinking. life. I'm drinking. Yeah, Luann, I'm, I'm drinking. drinking. And he said he was drinking avocado tequila in true Tom Brady, like vegan fashion. He's not getting turned on Bud Lattes, which Bruce Arians was. I did see him hold put back a couple Bud Lattes. He it. was drinking avocado tequila. But again, it. seven Super Bowls. You are like, you drink whatever the hell you want. Honestly, I don't even care. You good. You're, I don't even know. Uh, but those are great questions. Yeah. Obviously, we did get one live too. Please send them in, you yeah. know, as we're going tonight. But did want to touch on a couple of things uh, prior to getting into our big stories of the week in football and housewives. So big happy birthday. I just think of Luann. Happy birthday. <laughs> and Duran is like Luann with the happy birthday. <laughs> happy birthday. Uh, so, so low, low man voice. Uh, and she like carries it out for like 20 minutes. So we have three giant birthdays. Two were yesterday and I believe one is today. Yeah, one's today. So happy birthday to Mr. Sterling Shepard, yeah. Mr. Saquon Barkley, and Logan Ryan. I did find Logan Ryan's tweet yesterday very comical that him and Saquon both had, had the same number they shared the same number and they were both turning 24. No, if you know, Logan, I know. Turned 30. I know. Oh, so that, oh, was oh, that was the joke. That was he the said joke. I love sharing a number with you. He I wishes, hope he we wishes. Uh, <laughs> fun fact we are filming at Caitlin's parents house right now which is now the new home has been for the last mm -hmm. few years the hometown of Sterling Shepherd. So maybe after the show we should see if he's having like birthday cake and like go Go wish him a happy birthday. Phenomenal idea. I will be by his house tomorrow for my nephew's birthday. So they live really close to my brother and sister-in-law. And yeah. I've actually have seen his mother um, walk the babies on multiple occasions. And it's so funny because his his mother is so young and looks so much like Sterling Shepard. Yeah. Every time that I've seen the mom, I always think it's, um, is her name Chanel, the yeah. wife? I always think it's her because she's so um, young. Let's bring over some birthday wine skis. Let's go have a drink with them. Sure. Never watch, never coming. Um, so, and then um, obviously, you know, switching gears, a, a big, you know, yeah. breaking sad news. Um, we do have to say, uh, rest in peace to Marty Schottenheimer, um, 77 years old, absolute yeah. legend in the NFL. Yeah. So he um, he battled Alzheimer's since yeah. 2014. Uh, that's a terrible, terrible yeah. disease that really just takes away your quality of life. It's heartbreaking. Um, but yeah, absolute legend. Yeah. Absolute. He's a goat as well. Oh, Won 200 yeah. regular season games with four different teams across his career as a head coach, uh, eighth winningest coach in NFL history. So losing an absolute le legend yeah. there and uh, 
hate reporting the sad stuff. No, but so prayers we, out to we can't not his family's friends and the NFL community. Obviously, he touched so many lives within the yeah. NFL, football fans, players, coaches, coaches, things like that. So prayers out to everyone. And it's just that's the news that you definitely don't you don't want to see as the days go on. So yeah. yeah. All right. Well, let's get into our big stories of the week in the world of football. And before we break down the Super Bowl and our thoughts mm-hmm. on that, let's talk about kind of the buzz that's happening and there's buzz and is going to be happening, happening. now that yeah. we are post NFL yeah. 2020 season. Um, we're talking about the latest NFL quarterback trade rumors, and there's certainly been Boy. a lot swirling. I uh, kind of almost expected us to like have Deshaun Watson news, but things are quieting mm-hmm. down there. And I think this is just going to be an ongoing thing, but that makes it fun for us to report and things to talk about. Mm-hmm. So this past week, Adam Schefter and Chris Mortensen, actually the big news was that they both reported that Philadelphia was openly trying to trade yep. and still is trying to trade Carson Wentz in the coming days. Um, Indianapolis and Chicago seem to be the two suitors and most likely des- destinations for Wentz. Yeah. Uh, latest I read today was that Chicago was kind of backing off a little bit because they felt that mm-hmm. the Eagles were overvaluing um, Carson Wentz, which I could could yeah. agree with possibly. Uh, huge rumor came out a couple of days ago, which seems to have quieted down mm-hmm. a bit, where it was going to be a swap of Carson Wentz for Nick Foles to recall yeah. and a first rounder. Yeah. So I think that could be what they're talking about. And like that was an Wouldn't that be wild? That was an over evaluation. <laughs> yeah. And yeah. Don't, I, I don't know. Don't think that he's worth that. <laughs> Nick Foles back to the Eagles. See what he <laughs> So it, it almost seems like maybe Indy's gonna be the front runner now. Yeah. Uh certainly Carson Wentz going to Indy would pair him back with head coach Frank Reich, who was yeah. uh in Philadelphia for Carson's first two mm-hmm. seasons there. Uh, and yeah, as I said, buzz is dying down a little bit, but Philadelphia has already like put their foot down and put that out there into the universe. So, uh, Houston, San Francisco are two other teams that have actually called about when's kind of more so doing their due diligence well, yeah, just to I see like what can we yeah. work with here is it even mm-hmm. worth our time to like bother yeah. you kind of like, if you are looking for a quarterback and you see names going out there, just call because you got to see like, okay, are we going to be on the same page with what we value him yeah. at as what you value him? And if not, click, we're good. We'll move on. Yeah. Um, on Sunday, ESPN reported that New York, the New York Jets have been fielding calls from teams interested in Sam Darnold. Uh, the Jets currently hold the number two draft pick, as we all know, and could potentially move on from Darnold because there's plenty of quarterbacks to go around, uh, especially in the first round. We're seeing a lot of names pop in and out of mock drafts. And a source says they're still undecided on what to do, whether to move on with, from Sam Darnold or keep him. And apparently the organization organization is very split on that. That is always really tricky. It mm-hmm. kind of reminds me of Philly, how like it felt everybody was yeah. split on like, do we move forward with Jalen Hurts yeah. or do we stick with Carson Wentz? Uh, so that could not be good for an organization when it's like you can't all get on the same yeah. page. I don't know. I mean, the, the thing with Sam Darnold is that I was convinced, you know, with the moves they made and the like, you know, in this this time frame, especially with the head coach, I, uh-huh. I just I thought that that was kind of the sign that they were going to keep him okay. and move forward with him in the organization. And certainly, Robert Sala kind of like 
said that a little bit when he was hired that he he was singing sam darnold's praises and i just i think that's where my mind went when they made that you know that decision um and i don't know i listen the jets have a ton of cap space so that's where these teams need to understand right now you can like you said like the um that the Niners in Houston can go and they can do their due diligence, the Colts, everything like that, teams that are looking. The people are even throwing the Panthers into the mix, like you have right, said. Right, but right. these teams need to understand that there is a cap space for a reason. Yeah. And these quarterbacks that are out there right now, you just saw a monster trade right. for Jared Goff and Matthew Stafford. You don't think Carson Wentz and Deshaun Watson and now Sam Darnold in the they're mix like, are going to be like, listen, yeah, you can trade me, but pay me. Yeah, you're yeah. paying me some, and now even Russell Wilson is in the mix of things now. It's yeah, a little, he I, comes I to think the mix Seattle has been like that's not happening. Seattle has come out and said that's not. Happening. He will be like one of the biggest ones. He goes somewhere. You're paying him. He's oh, yeah. looking for oh, that yeah, yeah, that yeah. big contract. Absolutely. So the Jets right now are really the only team in the mix that have that big salary cap, that cap, that space mm-hmm. to really make moves. So in that sense, it makes. In that sense, it makes sense. I know it's, but for me, if I am the Jets, you have so many other gaps to fill, in my opinion. Why do you think you have so much cap space? Because who the hell's on your team? Yeah, I certainly have wondered about Sam Darnold's full potential because I feel as though he's never had the offensive weapons to work right. with. So that's number one. Maybe um, there's other play, where places you can play instead of with money instead of a a quarterback. I just, I just think it's kind of funny that we wouldn't even be, nobody would be having this discussion if the Jets had just went zero and sixteen and they knew what they would be getting Trevor Lawrence. <laughs> like this would not even be a conversation. No. So I find. Well, there's still that wild rumor out there that the Jaguars are not going to take. <laughs> they have to say. Well, they have to push that out into the universe just to like mess with everybody. Well, they do. Like, everybody knows me. what they, the deal they, is. They, they do. Um, but if Sam Darnold were to be traded, potentially interested teams could include, as we said, the Chicago Bears, Indianapolis Colts, San Francisco 49ers, and also a team that could be thrown into the mix looking for a quarterback potentially is the Washington football team. Well, they did just um, extend what's-his-name's contract today. Uh, Tyler Henneke. Yep. Yep. Two years, I think. Get played. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, not for nothing, great backup. Great backup to have. I thought that was a phenomenal move. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and then the last one we have for you, and certainly not the you know only three quarterbacks that are again like mm-hmm. Caitlin said, names are being sprinkled around. But uh, barring a quote unquote ridiculous offer, <laughs> Las Vegas head coach John Gruden said that they remain invested in Derek Carr as their quarterback, but they are interested in potentially trading away Marcus Mariota. And one article floated in the, floated the idea of him going to the New England Patriots. To become for the Patriots what Tannehill became in Tennessee with a resurrected career. That's certainly interesting. Let's not, I would not ever call like, and I know this is like from sources, like sure. Tannehill's like resurrected career. I, like, I will. I'm, I feel good. With, I feel good with saying if that. If you're going to say the words resurrected career, he's playing for the next three or four seasons on the tight ends. And I think, yeah, and I think I he is. I don't think that's going to happen. No, I think he is. All I mean, right. he definitely signed like a, a pretty right. long deal. Um, I don't know how many years, but I definitely. Definitely now that I saw it two years in a row, like I kind of thought that last year was a little bit of a fluke, but Brian Tannehill's it it's wasn't just the team, like his individual yeah. numbers, they're there. Like I will yeah. call that a resurrection. I just need career. to see more. And I think Marcus Mariota obviously has 
I, more time. What happened with his career definitely surprised me. Yeah. I thought he was going to give, I, I see other guys getting a longer shot at things and I, I was, that he did. Yeah. And that definitely surprised me a lot. Um, but I, Hey, it's fun to just speculate. And I think this yeah. is kind of an interesting speculation. Um, and of course, New England is expected to part ways with Cam Newton. Ooh, that was a one-year deal. It didn't seem like so it panned bad. out for them. No. Um, so New England is, uh, you know, probably going to be looking at the draft or to get in on one of these trades. They're what? I think they're 15th in the draft? 15th. Yeah. So and like I said, we've seen and a lot of Mac Jones in the mix there. Don't. Kill me. Don't give me a heart attack. But I've actually seen Mac Jones going. Well, yes, yeah, so they think five quarterbacks are going to go in the first round. Um, they think four consecutively, which will be a um, that would be insane. It will be his that will be history made. Four yeah, we're looking at Trevor Lawrence, Zach Wilson, Justin yeah. Fields, uh, Mac Jones, Trey Lance. Yeah. So here's where and I know we'll get into draft talk because yeah. it's already started. It's already giving me heartburn every day. <laughs> And it's because I love it. <laughs> Mac Jones just keeps getting thrown around, but then a lot of other Bama boys too. Some going to the Eagles, the Giants. Give me Harper. Mac Jones could go to Washington in the mid. In the middle. Stop. T- sorry. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Just stop. Um, but basically, what I am concerned about is that yeah. they're so heavy on talking on the quarterback mm-hmm. in you know five to go in the first round. Let's yeah. not forget it wasn't so long ago that we had that heavy QB first round. With people like Sam Darnold, Baker Mayfield, Josh Allen, Josh Rosen, we need to just pump but, the brakes. But so, Lamar, Lamar Jackson, Jackson was the last pick in that first round. I understand, but it, think about all those guys who panned out. Only a couple, and they thought they were all of them. Look at yeah, Josh Rosen. It's I just, just I want the these thing guys. Is, if to, you, the thing yeah. is, like, if it pans out, it pans out. I know. You've got your quarterback, and and you have to roll. Sometimes you have yeah. to roll the dice on it because. Mm-hmm. The payoff is huge. Like if Josh Allen could be the Bills quarterback for the next 10 seasons, that payoff was huge. No, I know. I just, I, when I hear people talking about the hype of the quarterbacks and that a five will go in the first round four consecutively for history, it flashes back to that season. Until the end of time, we will see first round bust quarterbacks until the end of time. But that was like a special year where so many and they were like, it wasn't exciting. And this is another year like that. So I just want to, I just, again, I just want to make sure that this is, it's right. It's right for everyone. Everyone has the right picks and everything like that. I hear you. And then it just, it does bother me. And I'll probably do it. It might get it off my chest one week soon. Like I, I seeing the Panthers in the mix for like all these trades and stuff pisses me off. So apparently it came out too that they were trying, they were, uh, did get in on the mix with Detroit trying Ugh. to get Matthew Stafford. Stop and it. They just couldn't come to an agreement. Matt rule. You have to understand that Teddy Bridgewater is good. Just stick with him. Stop pissing me off. All right. So we are getting into our Super Bowl 55 recap. And it Super was, Bowl snooze fest. Why don't you read us this comment here? Can you read that? Yes. Uh, Watson to the Jets. Otherwise, Russell Wilson, Joe Douglas can get some great offensive linemen for cheap. Mm-hmm. That is fair. Yeah. There are decent linemen out there right now. Yeah. 
plug in any running back behind the new line and better than average wide receivers because new quarterback will have nothing but time. Orlando Orlando Brown is a big name in the mix. Yes. Uh, Mm -hmm. Offensive lineman for the Baltimore Ravens specifically wants to leave. uh, I think what was it? They, he normally plays right guard and they had him at left guard Mm -hmm. or vice versa. And he wants to go to a team where he can play his true position. Giants Twitter hopped on that rumor. Yeah. uh, So that's going to be a big name to watch out for. That's going to be a coveted player. Yeah. I think that's a great take. So thank you. Oh, it's someone in your uh, real estate group <laughs> or someone that you know from real Fellow estate. Fellow realtors. I, I won't take the credit on that one. Okay. So, okay. We're going to this recap. So we did see the number five Tampa Bay Buccaneers defeat the number one Kansas City Chiefs. Was the score even 31 to 9? I couldn't even Super tell Bowl you. Fast. Ugh, again, you guys are terrible. If I'm going to stay up late, not even stay up late, all day is Super Bowl I talk. think you wake up and you're you're invested. I think the thing that hurts the most about this game being bad <laughs> is the expectations for this game being phenomenal. Ugh. Like I really thought this was going to be, I mean, your score prediction and my score I know. prediction. High scoring both ends and like and three, I told a three lot four of points that. apart. I'm sorry if whoever listened to me like betting. Well, I really put a lot of passion behind those numbers. My husband said, if anybody went out there onto a, a like a betting app or whatever and bet before the game that the Kansas City Chiefs would not score a touchdown, yeah, how much money they would have won? Like, who would have ever imagined you know what? in like, your wildest? Dreams, I'm gonna start making stupid bets. Defense like that. wins championships, and I didn't listen to my own. They did gut they on that. Truly won this championship. Yeah, so Tampa real. Bay led 21-6 at half, and I truly thought it was the, the Chiefs were gonna come back because that's been their yeah mo. It never like, scares season. people too much. It wasn't. I it wasn't scared. I was yeah. ready for yeah. a good a good second half. Um, so, and their defense held Kansas city to zero touchdowns, obviously oh, like, holy guacs, you couldn't even score six points. Get the hell out of here. Um, and then Super Bowl MVP, Tom Brady finished with 21 of 29 for 201 yards and three touchdowns, including two to Mr. Tight end, Rob Gronkowski. Who would have thought they went back to back to Mr. Gronk? Yeah. Who'd you have thought it? Absolutely no. not. And I tweeted that. Was that. Another, that was another good bet to win some money on. I tweeted that. I was like, oh, the first one, of course, it went to Gronk. Second one, who would have thunk it? Right back to Gronk there. Um, so I can't honestly believe it. Um, and obviously, one to Antonio Brown. Who I think that was my tweet, actually. Yeah. Who would have thought Gronk and Antonio Brown scoring Super Bowl touchdowns? Nope. Are you kidding nope. me? No, nope. no. Nope. That would have been a bet yeah. before this season. Like, if 20, because I'm counting this as 2020 still. Yeah. If you thought 2020 was weird, this the NFL was like, listen, we completed a perfect season, but we're going to hand you 2020 on a platter and be like, here, hold my beer, 2020. Yeah. Yeah. Here's yeah. the Super Bowl. The Tampa Bay Buccaneers stomped out the Kansas City Chiefs with uh, Tom Brady as their quarterback. And guess who's scored the chefs? Gronk and But, oh my goodness, yeah. And then obviously Leonard Fournette, another trade yes. that happened postseason. What are they calling him? Um, 
playoff Fournette. They're yeah, something, something like that. Yeah. And I think he tweeted actually, oh, I prefer something else. But it had to do with him playing very well yeah. in the playoffs. He crushed it. But another switch that happened, obviously, this season, going to the Ted, it was a great addition. Yeah. You know, obviously, a great addition to that team. Rushed for 89 yards and one touchdown. Tampa Bay's defense sacked Patrick Mahomes three times and picked him off twice. Which is super funny because last week on the yeah. show, I literally thought the game was going to come down to a battle of who was going to mm-hmm. turn the ball over. And I was like, Patrick Mahomes doesn't throw interceptions. Tom Brady wow. does. And we were so wrong. I was so wrong. So completely wrong here. We do have some commentary here. So thought this was going to go 30 to 31. Oh, sorry. 38, 38 to 31 bucks. bucks. We yeah. Similar. Very much so. Um, and then Fournette, yeah. obviously. And I honestly am blind to bad. Two outcasts and a guy who was retired last year. Yeah. yeah. I mean, hello. <laughs> um, and then he targeted their third tight end in the end zone too, I believe. We so, were just yeah. talking about the resurrected career of Ryan Tannehill. Tom Brady personally himself helps people resurrect their careers or yeah. also helps no names become household names. Literally, it's always the joke in New England that it was a Walmart cashier that Bill Belichick picked up. And, you know, at the end of the day now, I might think Tom Brady picked that guy up because that's what he does. He brings people up. I mean, yeah, even like somebody like Scotty Miller was like his little Wes Welker out there. Mm -hmm. Like he honestly gets everybody in the mix. It's kind of seems like a blessing to play with him. Absolutely. Um, So and then a huge big factor here, Kansas City had a 11 total penalties. I know a lot of people yeah. were saying that the refs really did put this game in Tampa's favor. Listen, you can take it either way. If you believe that, sure, that's fine. Apparently the the, the female ref has a son named Brady. That has nothing to do oh. with it. The people that came out and said that. The fact that you looked up her son's name, you've way too much time yeah. on your hands. Yeah. Yeah. But that, that's like a conspiracy theory out there. Don't get hooked into the conspiracy oh theories. And then, um, and then Tampa Bay only had four. So not only are you solid on defense and you're making plays on offense, you are keeping the penalties low. That is key for teams. And I know that might sound silly right now, but when you listen to analysts week after week, how are teams going to win this game? You listen to us. Disciplined football. You listen to us week after week. We never talk about keeping the penalties low. And that is so crucial because how many times, I think it was two seasons ago, the giants were like the Kings of penalties. And it was so Friday. Maybe when Eric flowers was on our team and he got a holding call every play. much. It adds up and it's so frustrating and you can, the Giants were losing games because yeah. of that. I mean, listen, those 11 penalties, went, that was over 100 plus right. yards yeah. of penalties. I mean, we, we're not calling that a factor in the game for yeah. nothing. That really was a big time factor in this it, game. It, it, hands down, like you, if you want to like point, like how did the, the, they could, they lost on many levels. That is a factor of why they yeah. lost hundred yeah. percent um, to a team. Again, if the other team had 11 penalties too, yeah, maybe you can't really include that, but Tampa only had four. We have some calls were questionable, but in no way caused the chiefs to lose. I can agree with yeah. that. I looked up the chiefs penalty stats they are known for their defensive holds and pass interferences. Yeah, I, I think I was just they like, are PIs. Yes, I knew that. I for think sure. I was just 100%. a little bit more surprised in like uh, I feel like in Tyree really, Matthew got called on a lot. I feel of like stuff. in really important games, Super Bowl playoffs, I, I feel as though sometimes they either call it really evenly or um, they kind of let you play a little bit. Yeah, and I felt as though well, what neither one game? of those happened. Yeah. 
What playoff so, game? I think the Ravens. I don't know who the it's Ravens either, are playing. Listen, it's either you're really going to – both teams yeah. are really going to be handsy and you're both going to call it yeah. on both of them, or they're going to be really handsy and you're just going to be like, we're going to let it slide and we're just going to call it even and we're going to let them play. Well, I'm trying to think of what playoff game it was this season, and if you're watching and you know it was the Ravens against a certain team um, and it, it was Bills. a very aggressive game. No, I don't think it was that one, but they weren't calling anything. Mm-hmm. And then I think in the second half it turned and they started calling things. But you kind of want that first one where it's like, all right, it's playoff football. It's aggressive. Like you yeah, want to yeah. see what's going on. So I definitely, there were some calls that I just wish they, like I said, let them play. Um, right. And obviously there's 11 of them. So some of them were obviously understandable. <laughs> but yeah. So Tom Brady now has seven Super Bowl wins, and he individually has more than any uh, team, like any franchise record. So he's up against the Steelers. You know, he's up against these big-time teams that have X amount of Super Bowl wins. Guess what? Tom Brady's got seven, which is just unheard of. Um, And then this is Tampa Bay's second Super Bowl win, and they got their first win in 2002. So. I think it's so funny. I saw the funniest thing. And I think it was on NFL memes. And you know we love them. And it was basically like people like now having to admit that Tom Brady is like the GOAT. I have you could have admitted that, you know. No, I've actually been Super Bowl wins. I I actually have been very much so like I'm big into like the Joe Montana's of the world. Like I'm very much so into like the old school players mm-hmm. because I think the NFL was different back then. Yeah. So you had a lot more a lot to tougher, play for, a lot. More tougher so I do take that into account and the the meme was funny because it was like a video from like the WWE it was like uh Vince McMahon (laughs) it was like I like you but like F you like that I I thought it was hilarious but I am on that boat now so I, I I think I can admit that he is the GOAT and he is very talented and it pains me, but now he's on a team that whatever, like, I mean, we could face them now in a NFC championship. Yeah, so. I think I think I was there like I think I was there like two Super Bowls ago for Tom Brady. Maybe I need I, I need to see and it was and it was Joe Montana. It was yeah. like, okay, when and, and I think like two I Super Bowls ago, this, I, I was like, okay, he's he has surpassed it. And what we are seeing, I have, I don't think it will ever be replicated. I don't think I it really can don't. Be. I, don't I really don't. So, and one of the other crazy things that I saw too is Tom Brady has now won a Super Bowl in the last three decades, which is insane. Well, they said that I saw something too that you can chop up his um, career into three sec- sections, yeah. and he is a Hall of Famer in all three of those sections. Yeah, separated. Yeah, now, which and remember, great. and remember, we talked recently on the show about how he said that we were kind of speculating how long he would play for, and he specifically said he wanted to play until his mid forties, like 45. And then he just came out a couple of days ago and said, I I think I want to potentially play past 45. So like unbelievable. Holy guacs. We do have a little bit of a tiff on our Instagram. (laughs) We do have our friend, Kevin, who is a green Bay Packers fan. So obviously a little salty there. Um, They didn't call any, uh, any play in Green Bay uh, Buccaneers until the last play to give Brady the win. I guess he's calling out the refs. Yeah. And then someone else saying Rodgers could have ran the ball. Probably could have. So um, we did. I I called that out. There was I could have ran the ball in that yeah. game. So yeah. um, I love that. I love when our fans get into little tips. We did. We our- did. We did both <laughs> agree with that. We felt as though Rodgers had that opening. I for whatever reason I didn't take it. I could have run and made it, and I would <sighs> die. But- Eli, Eli could have ran, and then we uh, no Eli. I did. Speaking of Eli Manning, there is a um, 
or I think uh, Fox, maybe it's like the NFL and Fox tweeted out and they put like tiered, I guess, quarterbacks like yeah. by, um, I guess, accountability or reliability and yeah, things yeah. like that and all the stats underneath it. Eli made it in tier two. Only one person made it in tier one. I think it was John Montana. Okay, okay. And then in tier two is Eli and some other old guy. I'm blanking on who it is. So like, don't come at me on this one. Yeah. And everyone, so someone from Giants. All reliable, out, baby. Someone tweeted out on Giants Twitter, like, oh, how many people are going to go like crazy about this? And I tweeted out, I was like, honestly, knowing that so many ad grown adults will lose sleep over this over the next makes couple of weeks makes me very happy. Makes you sleep Go well. cry. The Eli <laughs> haters come out to play. Yeah. They come out at night. The freaks come All out right. at night. Well, what a season. Oh my God. We're going to talk about football a little bit I had to plug later. my laptop um, in. What does that say? 15 minutes, we're good. So we can't just go can't go on for the next 15 minutes. Uh, we are going to talk about football a little bit later on. What are we, what are we talking about? Oh, we, we are on back. We're doing a little bit of a 2020 recap. Oh, my goodness. We got another football comment. Hold Holy on before gosh. we jump to Housewives. It's quarterbacks like Tom Brady that has that little extra skill or IQ and why he has seven Super Bowl rings and Roger has one. I, I mean – Rodgers has won. I think guys like Tom Brady and I want to lump Peyton Manning in there too are just so meticulous to yeah. their craft. They're mm -hmm. big time studiers. Oh, These yeah. are the guys that are wake up and they're in the facilities at 5 a.m. Mm -hmm. and they're studying film. And I just think they look at it like an art form almost and like we're going to be the utmost professional and we're going to know we're going to yeah. cross all our t's dot all our i's and it's almost like you want to give them another craft to master to see if they can because it's like they're so dedicated yeah. to this one and like obviously peyton's good on tv but it's like whatever like you want to see like something else like can you do chinese checkers or can you do chess like can you do something else or like teach a biology class, something like that. Like I'm trying, I don't even know. I'm trying to pick up so many random things right now. Become a doctor. Like, I, I don't, and I don't know what is specifically holding Rogers back from getting over that hump. Yeah. Um, Maybe but yeah. attitude that he sucks. Listen, I'm very surprised that guys like Drew Brees and Aaron Rodgers only have one Super Bowl ring. Yeah. Um, but Tom Brady is obviously proven that he's in a class of his own. Yeah, so. for sure. All right, we'll circle back. Yes. Don't you worry. Yes. Our game is going to be another kind of recap of the 2020 season. But let's get into the world of Housewives, our big stories of the week. Uh, this first one comes with Orange County. Um, and obviously, this has been a franchise that's been dicey lately. And people are like unhappy hashtag with it. cancel RHOC. Yeah, it's a big deal, obviously, because it's, it's, <laughs> it's the OG franchise. Yes. Um, but we do have a former... Orange County uh, housewife speaking out on her thoughts about this, all the rumors swirling. Tamara Judge, uh, she spoke this past week with Us Weekly and discussed how she does not want Orange County to end for good amid rumors that they could completely recast the show or possibly even cancel it, which would be just crazy. Um, she said she doesn't know if she'd ever be asked back and that a lot of discussions would have to take place for her to return. She said she's not dying to go back, but said it depends on the cast. I do have a quote from her in regards to that. She said, if it's a good cast, then yeah, but if it's a really bad cast, it can really change things and make it not fun and not worth the stress. Mm -hmm. But I mean, I would love to see Heather DeGroo come back. So Same. Same. I would like to come back with Heather and get rid of some of the people that are currently currently on the show Same. that just had been played out. Okay. I don't know. Like, you just, like, wipe everyone? Yes. 
And bring Heather back. That's it. Yeah. And then um, Tamara, you know, she joined Orange County. I always forget that she was not on that She's first not season, original. Right? No. She just felt like she yes. was there forever. Um, she did join Orange County in season three. She announced her departure from the series ahead of season 15. Uh, when it was revealed that Bravo tried to demote her to a part-time role. I guess yeah. she was not having that. And uh, Andy Cohen, you know, in regards to all these rumors swirling, has spoken out in regards to next season and has spoken in favor of a revamping. But when somebody mentioned the word cancel, he was basically like, cancel, question mark. Yeah. How about like a reboot? Like, yeah, reviving so, the boot. I don't know. I mean, do you completely wipe out the cast and start over? I say yes. Because I say it, yes. it's so drastic to pe where people are like, okay, you're either going to revamp or cancel it. So instead of canceling it, maybe it does need to be a severe. I think wipe. it, I, I do. I think it needs to be a wipe. Because these, oh my God, these women, they're so annoying. They're so controversial. And I know that sounds like silly. Maybe some people are like on this or like hate cancel culture. Like I hate cancel culture too. But like some of these women, like Kelly Dodd's like not okay. Like Bronwyn's not okay. Like their story, you want it for the story, but like in reality, like they're not okay. Like yeah. People are like so like not well, not well, not well. They really aren't. And not in a not well be that like you want to listen to them and follow them and make fun of them with your yeah. friends. Like, no, it's not. And no. it sucks. Like, no. So you can't, it's embarrassing to Bravo that this is their OG housewife. That this is what they're coming to. And this is what people are, uh, you know, some people are wishing for. No, revamp it. Bring Heather DeBro back. That's it. Yeah. You can't give up on it. <laughs> Let uh, her be like the queen bee when everyone goes back. You can't give right. up on it for sure. I agree with that. Uh, revamp it. Yeah. Just, just revamp. Clean house. Take it from like any corporate America company. You can clean house. Do that. Yeah. Agreed. You can clean house. It's fine. All right. Also, speaking of a former cast member, yeah, which Katie and I tonight, Katie and I have to get used to calling her former. I was obviously Mr. Rinda Medley is. Oh my god! I want to talk crazy. about. I'm it's very crazy. sad right now. Um, she does reflect on Real Housewives of New York, also known as Roni, and how she misses it. Oh, we miss you too. We yes, miss everything about it. I feel fortunate that Roni does have a solid cast, and when. It's but still just going to be so they, weird. Yeah, but think about when they lost Bethany. Like, as I much know. as that I hurt know. and as big as that was, like, they were always oh they were always going to be okay. Because Remember when I was alone and yes. abandoned? I'm sorry. When I'm sorry. <laughs> sorry, I was on sorry. my honey. Sorry. 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 I'll never let Listen, you. It makes you feel better. I cried in a hot tub in no. Thailand. You know what? I don't care. <laughs> Katie was selfishly on her honey <laughs> in Thailand when I was alone in Morris Place in Jersey when yeah. Bethany left. When she left us. I will never let Katie left me and Bethany left me. <laughs> It was an awful week. For <laughs> well, two weeks because you were gone for two weeks. Uh, it was very awful. Uh, okay, so on Thursday, former Roni cast member Dorinda Medley spoke with US Weekly mm -hmm. on. Uh, so these are actually both from US Weekly. So thanks for giving us the. I good. was called Us Weekly. Is it Us Weekly? Yeah. Oh, awesome. I think US Weekly's, Weekly is like an actual like. Probably like a real news, a real news, us us uh, week has got like pink, all this stuff, like fluff. <laughs> um, but yes, thank you. So they deliver actually like the good goods. Yeah. It's not like fake news. Um, so us weekly on life post housewives, um, which we have been getting some intel via social media, yeah, a little but bit, a little bit admitted to missing the show and how she felt, um, she, she felt she was a great housewife. I mean, we agree. Like, yeah, you were a great course. housewife. And who always brought it. I love that. 
take quotation marks. I Listen, love it. She, she knows straight up how responsible she was for some of the greatest yeah. housewife, oh. housewives one-liners in history. Of all time. Of all time. Uh, but we do obviously have to um, shout out Meredith <laughs> from Salt Lake City. Like she, her, her quote is that she's she's disengaging. Yeah. I, I'm Kayla, no, Kayla and I made no it. longer engaging. Kayla and I made it a 2021 goal to actually use that in real life. Like, I do when the when every it presents day. itself. <laughs> but we yeah, want to like, use it like so. I use it with my boyfriend like every day when he says something like snarky or that makes me mad. I go, I'm disengaging. <laughs> And for a while, he had no idea where it was coming from. And I sent him this the combo was great, but I'm disengaged. <laughs> but we want to use it like in a real, like if someone like pisses us off, we're yeah. like a tip. So like when COVID's over and like we're out like at a club or like a bar. Like Maybe it'll a, happen like when we can finally go to Giants games and tailgate. Oh. Maybe there will be like a fight. Team will I'm, be like, I'm disengaging. I'm disengaging. <laughs> but thank you, Meredith, for that. Yeah. Um, because we obviously use I'm not, not well beat. Every day, yes, it's a yes. Just, it's a common it it's a, show. It's a household quotation. Yeah. Um. But okay. So Dorinda um announced her departure from Roni in August, and then revealed two months later that she wasn't given the option yeah. to return for season thirteen. But she has been grateful for more at home time and time spent at Bluestone Manor. I know. <laughs> during, I know. During COVID, she did send a lot of pics around that, doing so a lot jealous. of renovations, things like that. Um. And also there is a quote on the back, um, you know, a quote on the back. I'm reading literally directly from the outline. I would do a quote from her. Um, so Dorinda said, my mother said to me when the whole thing happened with housewives, sometimes God does for you that what you cannot do for yourself. And it's been a blessing to have the time off because every once in a while, it's important to stop, think, reset, think, regroup. Because we get lost, right? Lost in whatever this is, housewives fame. The city wants, desires. It really, it was really just nice, um, nice, just a, a kind of reset and find Dorinda again. So very emotional um, quote there. I think it looks like she got yeah, deep in her feelings I think, I think it's it. kind of what I get from it is that had Bravo not, like, like if she had been given the opportunity to come back, I think she would have. Yeah. And would it have been good for her? I don't think so. I think yeah. the way she left in her last season, like we were getting a really dark place for Dorinda. <laughs> um, so I think, I think it was for the best. And sometimes yeah. when you have no option and this just is what it is, and this is served to you the way that it is, it's just like, yeah. Okay. I'm going to accept it and move on. And I think, you know, this was just meant to be. Yeah. Um, we do have on uh, Instagram, one of my <laughs> former coworkers, his wife is watching and she said, Mike says, hi, hello to both you, hi, Debbie Mike. and Mike. Hi, Debbie. Um, it's good because Debbie loves Housewives. So you can watch this and Mike, we are getting back into football in like Perfect. five seconds. <laughs> you could switch the phone over Perfect. to Mike. Perfect. <laughs> Perfect. Um, but yeah, so she also said that she has no hard feelings about how it ended, you know, and her friendships and her castmates have remained intact, everything like that. And just, you know, mm -hmm. Andy Cohen checks it on everyone. So I love that. You know what I love? And it goes further into this article is Dorinda says, uh, the friendships that we have, that I have with my castmates, they're very much so real. So they, we've always still, said that. We, we have, have always, always said, that. said what always. makes Roni kind of superior over some of the other franchises is that number one, 
the drama, there's always going to be housewives yeah. drama. But when you can, I love when they have their drama, they just like get drunk and laugh it off. And they're like, I oh, love you, bitch, whatever. Yeah. I hate you, but I love you. Yeah. And they get over it. And you can they tell. Like true friends. And in the reunions, as draining as the reunions are, you can easily tell that the Roni girls are friends. And by the end of it, they're like, all right, let's go get a drink. Like, let's go out. Yeah, so um, Dorinda is not coming back um, for this season. Yeah. So she did leave, and then it was saying that she was asked not to come back. So mm -hmm. right, very right. questionable there. And then who is Michelle? I don't know who that is. Michelle Pius. Is she in New Jersey because the Marge said no? Um, Michelle Pius, honestly, I could actually speak on this, uh, being a real estate agent in this oh. area. Michelle Pius is actually real estate, a big-time real estate agent in the area. And I think she is being introduced. She is coming on oh, this season. Okay. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, I guess definitely not as a main cast member, no. but as a friend. She'll be a friend. Um, I don't know how much we will see of her, but interesting yeah. enough, she did recently relist. Um, she was Teresa's listing agent when she tried to sell her Ooh. house. And apparently maybe going to come up on this season if you – uh, obviously also follow real estate <laughs> but um <laughs> follow our real estate podcast <laughs> Teresa real Teresa actually ended up uh terminating that contract with Michelle Pius and relisted her house now with a different real estate oh, agent Katie, you that's start. always drama llama so we'll, Katie is going to start her own we real will estate see podcast. you and Christopher should do that housewives in so real estate we're gonna <laughs> dish the goods my brother should do that with Katie I don't know if he's watching. <laughs> he usually watches on Facebook every Wednesday but definitely get in there so yes yeah. that was good intel there all right game time and uh this all right, is people you guys ready football? for a game I am ready. This is a good one. This is, you know, kind of recapping 2020, yeah. taking a look at the majority of the teams, almost all the teams in the NFL. I think all of them. Um, the game is called You Are What Your Record <laughs> Is. And that's actually a question mark, though. We'll explore that. They're wondering how we get the tea to spill on the show. Well, Katie is a real estate. Yeah, yeah. Okay. That was inside, and then any that was inside other, New Jersey. Any real other tea is like me on social media. Like, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Finding out, so there's no real. We're gonna get more tea when yeah. we go to Sterling Shepherd's house after this to celebrate his birthday. We are, so he's probably watching. Like, call we'll, the we will report. Call the call North the North call the Don't let these girls in my ass. Oh my god. Uh, okay, so the game. You are what your record is. With the NFL season officially over, most football journalists are giving their end of the season power rankings. But instead, we're gonna look at things a little bit differently. Um, we're gonna look at the teams that had the same exact matching records this season and determine in those, so in those like, groups. Okay, yeah. In yeah. those groups, who was the best. And sometimes we're going to say who was the worst of the bunch. We're yeah. bunching them together. Um, so they question number one, who was the best 12 and 14 this season? We have three of them, New Orleans, the Pittsburgh Steelers, or the Seattle Seahawks. For me, I have to go with consistency on this one. Okay. So what I mean by that is that it just like kind Pittsburgh of. Pittsburgh fell off the map at the end, <laughs> right? Is that what you were going to say about consistency? Well, yes. Yeah, so maybe I wasn't really looking towards the end because I actually did, I did pick that. <laughs> Okay. Um, they did fall off. Like yeah, that. I thought that's what you were gonna say. Maybe like let's like nix the playoffs. Okay, okay. <laughs> like, okay. I, that's what I was All really right. looking at right. because 
throughout the season, the Seahawks, it was their defense sucks. It was always brought up. It didn't matter how well they played that game. Mm -hmm, Defense mm -hmm. sucks. They played teams like the Giants. We shut them out completely. Mm -hmm. Russell Wilson was a a no person. I got to hook my laptop up, I think, to be our battery low. Um, And then you have, you know, the New Orleans Saints. They had so many injuries. They had so, you know, even Drew Brees went out for a little. He's just like, so many. So I I just think just like consistency, like that's what I kind of meant. Like that's what, that's what I, I went with Pittsburgh for that. Okay. Um, and maybe that's a little confusing now that I spoke about that's it. Funny, that's Ow. funny. I thought that's totally like you were going to go the yeah. opposite way. Right, you that. keep talking. So I will. I will. Okay. So I actually surprised myself and I had like a first initial thought of who I was going to pick, did a little bit more research and decided to go with the New Orleans Saints. Um, although Pittsburgh had a monster defense this season, New Orleans was more solid on both sides of the ball, finishing in the top five for points per game. Uh, on in offense and also top five for defensive points per game allowed. And to me, Caitlin brought up the injuries. And that's why I'm going to say I thought it was even more impressive that the Saints were able to do so without Michael Thomas for the majority of the season, banged up Drew Brees. Um, and that's why specifically I'm giving them the okay. nod because they still prove themselves to be a dangerous team. And that was with a hurt team to their major star. So I'm going with New Orleans on that one. All right. Okay. Number two, who is the best 11 and five team? And I'm going to exclude the Super Bowl winning Tampa Bay Buccaneers. They were 11 and five instead. And, and there were five teams totally that finished 11 and five. Yeah. I mean, that's, that's pretty big. We had a lot of great yeah. teams this year. Uh, so we're going to look at four and see who the best was the Baltimore Ravens, the Cleveland Browns, Indianapolis Colts or Tennessee Titans? This is a hard one. It definitely was. Um, and I want to immediately nix out the Cleveland Browns okay. because they were too They would be my last. They were too the hot and cold for me. Okay. And then I really looked at Tennessee and Baltimore. And you know, I'm a huge Tennessee fan. And then Baltimore, I kind of looked at them start to finish. And then, you know, okay. Indianapolis came into it. Mm-hmm. And then when I really looked down at the roster and what things were, what were being produced out yeah. of their camps and things like that, and not camps by like, I meant like their franchise. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm going to go with Indianapolis. I'm going to go with the Colts. Girl, I'm going with Indianapolis too. Most consistent Good team. Most consistent, again, on both sides of the ball. Mm-hmm. They were the only team out of the four that we had to choose from that finished as a top 10 offense mm-hmm. and a top 10 defense. To me, yep. that sealed it for yep. me of who I was going to pick. Seal the view. Number three, which eight and eight team? Now we're you know we're looking at a five hundred team. Right. These teams did not All make are. these teams did not make the playoffs. So which eight and eight team has the best chance to make the playoffs next year? The Arizona Cardinals, Chicago Bears, or Las Vegas Raiders? Who even are the Las Vegas Raiders? <laughs> I couldn't even tell you, honestly, okay, the fact okay. that I have to wake up every morning and remind myself that Derek Carr is their quarterback and Marcus Mariota is their backup. I don't know what's going love on Love Josh Jacobs. Oh, well, I obviously love Josh Jacobs. Bama boy. And gets me a lot of fantasy points. Um, But I just – them, they have no identity for me. Chicago, totally questionable. So, mm-hmm. at the end of the day, it's got to go off this season. Arizona, I know we are going off this season. But yeah. I think the Cardinals are on the trajectory to potentially do better and go to the playoffs. They're in a hard division. We know that. Yeah. But Well, it's funny because I'm going off of – I'm going off of this season, but I'm also really going off of what's next season going to look like because that's the question. Yeah. Who can make the playoffs? Uh, I went with the Cardinals. I said I believe in this team the most out of the three, yes, regardless. I agree. But 
Arizona also finished third in their division while Las Vegas and Chicago finished second, meaning they should face easier opponents. Right. Chicago has the third hardest schedule next year. Las Vegas has the seventh hardest. And Arizona, Lions, is, <laughs> yeah. and Arizona is tied for the 15th hardest. So yeah. they will have the easier schedule. And even though they do play in that tough division, their opponents aren't as bad as Chicago and Las Vegas. And I just like this team yeah. better than those two anyways. Mm -hmm. Number four, which seven and nine team, again, this is the same question, which seven and nine team has the best chance to make the playoffs next year? Chargers, Vikings, Patriots, Redskins. When I go with the Chargers on this one, you have a young quarterback yeah. who just won Offensive Rookie of the Year with Mr. Justin Herbert. You had a head coach change, um, yeah. which, you know, some people might have questioned, right. might not. It might be a good thing. Um, and I just think they're a, they're a team up and coming. And I – Minnesota and New England just totally shocked me this year mm -hmm. that it's like, I don't know if the bounce back can be that big next year. Yeah. It's harder to bounce back, in my opinion, than to like grow. You know that I love the Chargers, like yeah. not love the Chargers, but like I really have belief yeah. in them for next year. I really, really do. Um, but I actually went with Minnesota. Okay. It was close for me. Mm -hmm. But uh, question mark for New England at quarterback. Yeah. Same for Washington. Who I said, they? love the Chargers, but they would have to get a wild card spot probably because Kansas City will probably win that division. Yeah, which so, is definitely doable, though, for I, them, though. So. I think that's a little bit more. And, and of course, it's going to be hard yeah. for Minnesota, too, because Green Bay will be the front Look how many years division. they made it with Phil Rivers as their quarterback. But I believe, maybe I'm just got to keep, keep kicking myself that I keep giving faith to that Vikings team. I do, they too. Been, I had a lot of faith in them They've been letting me, letting me down. I keep. You know, I picked them so many weeks. I, I keep picking Kirk out. Cousins as my yep. backup fantasy quarterback. I know he's only been there a couple of years, but <laughs> I, yeah. I never play him. <laughs> All right, now, now we're you know we're getting to the lower records yeah. here. So, which six and ten team has the best chance to go above five hundred next year? We have this is an interesting little group here: the Dallas Cowboys, the New York Giants, or the San Francisco 49ers. I think obvious one here is the Niners. Yeah. Obviously, they were hit with the injury bug this right. year, but I am not being biased here. I'm very pleased with how the Giants turned their season around, and I do see a lot of talent coming out of that locker room. I see a mm -hmm. lot of what's the word strength and you know determination from joe judge he obviously has the locker room yeah they has definitely have the head him. coach in place we have a pretty good you know draft order this year we actually have some cap space to make some moves um and i'm actually going to pick i'm going with both the giants and the san francisco 49ers i wanted two for here and then dallas i just know i don't think it's possible uh i went with san fran i yeah. said they will get healthy they won't return to super bowl form no. but they should compete for the playoffs yeah, and like above 500 for the Giants doesn't mean anything crazy, people, but I'm just saying, like, yeah. I think it's um, Okay, so number six, who was the worst 5-11 and 11 team? The Carolina Panthers, Denver Broncos, or Detroit Lions? The Lions, they're so bad. The Lions. Lions. I'm sorry. Like, it just, it's, the fact that they were 5-11 and 11 is like, you should go to bed feeling good at night. Yeah. So they were dead like, last. Really? They were dead last in yards allowed and yeah, points allowed. And good. the offense obviously wasn't too impressive either. Like so bad. Like you're so bad. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Number seven, who is the worst? And I grouped these together because we have teams that finished four and 12 and we have two teams that finished four, 11 and one. And I'm yeah. grouping that together. So 
Who was the worst? Looking at you, Philly and Cincinnati. Uh, oh yes, that's yes, the same yes, both of them, at. both of them. <laughs> Who was the worst? Four and twelve or four eleven and one team? Cincinnati, Philadelphia, mm-hmm. Atlanta, or Houston? So I'm I'm looking at this from like an entire franchise level, mm-hmm. like a record, I guess, understands like play and everything, but like the shit show that happens. Houston, you oh, are. Oh, I thought you were gonna say Philly. No, oh well, they are a shit show too. Um, but Houston, just end to end this season, mm-hmm. you were just worse top lost to bottom. Head coach at the very beginning. Who was also your GM? Who you who, should have just fired before that season even started. You traded DeAndre Hopkins and thought that yeah. would be okay, and you did nothing still with you know. Deshaun Watson I just I honestly think that and like to play it off like Philly came out and like played some strong games even Mm -hmm. though it was four and wins and a tie so it's like you don't really know what's going on there Cincinnati lost Joe Burrow I'm not putting this I canceled them out of this conversation because because they played they played every game close with Joe Burrow and then Atlanta why they're just shady you are talented you have the talent you are not bad but you want you want people to think you're bad why weirdest team so for me that was Houston I I know it's crazy but it's for so I want to note that this was extremely close for me unbiased I'm always unbiased um extremely close between Philly and Houston yeah and I ended up going with Philly because of the fact that I think they play in an easier division so I feel as though their record should have been better considering that they were playing Dallas Washington Giants um so I will say that Houston is slightly better and I also feel as though like if you statistically look at uh Philly's offense um, it was bad, but I want to take out when Jalen Hurts kind of brought their stats up a little bit right. towards the end. Yeah. If you just look at the stats from when Carson Wentz was your quarterback, that was the most uninspiring offense, and the Giants were uninspiring too. But that offense yeah. was awful. Bad. So I, you can't win football games if you no. can't score points, and that was bad. So true. I went with Philly. True, true. All right, number eight. What team at the bottom of the barrel will be better next year? The two and fourteen New York Jets or the one and fifteen Jacksonville Jaguars? I think the Jaguars. A uh, huge asterisk on this question. Can you even answer it? Because it uh, completely and utterly depends on the quarterback position. Uh, yeah. Are the Jets going to stick with Darnold, or could they get somebody like Deshaun Watson, which would clearly, you know, put them to whatever? Trevor Lawrence. I said, realistically, I think that Jacksonville will have Trevor Lawrence. And I think realistically, the Jets will keep Sam Darnold. So I'm taking Jacksonville. Well, yeah. So I, I think, and like, I, I do like that you bring up that quite like with a huge asterisk. And I think it makes sense. But where I'm coming into play with this, that mm-hmm. I spent, I mentioned this earlier, like, the, the Jets have all this cap space because they have no one on their team. <laughs> Jacksonville actually has people on their team. If they're utilizing so them, I feel like they have enough, though. You got to look into it in a little more detail, but maybe do, are they utilizing them properly? I don't know. But I just, for me, I think that just they're going to just do better, whether it's one game or two, they're going to do better next year. I do like Robert Sala over Urban. Meyer. 100%. I, and I agree with that. So that will Robert Sala though moving on from Sam Darnold and kind of making a weird change. I don't know, but but I'm just saying like we could put a huge asterisk not only on what's going to happen with the quarterbacks, but also how are the head coaches going to do? Yeah, so a lot comes into play there. Yeah. Okay, and the last one: what team at the top of the barrel will be the best next year? The 14 and two Kansas City Chiefs, 13 and three Buffalo Bills, or 13 and three Green Bay Packers? 
So I am sticking with my guns on the Buffalo Bills. And here's why. And I'm not just being, you know, my no, little no. self of like, oh, they're going to be good. Um, Green Bay is Green Bay. They're going to come out on top probably. They'll be a playoff team for, for sure. a while, you know, until Aaron Rodgers. We don't know what's going to happen there, whatever. Um, Kansas City, I think this Super Bowl loss actually will be really hard for them to bounce back from. Mm-hmm. We This season was sketchy, not because of COVID, because the teams were just sketchy. Well, maybe because of COVID, because we didn't have camp, we didn't have preseason, mm-hmm. things like that. The Chiefs had some sketchy games this year, and we pointed that out on many occasions, and we pointed that out going into the Super Bowl. There were faults there. We saw faults within the franchise during that game, for sure. Still 14-2, and two, so no, even I'm not gonna not, not, that the faults are like nitpicking. But you're at a 13-3 and three Buffalo Bills that is thriving and are really up and coming. Mm-hmm. And I just think that next year, top of the barrel will be one of the best. I, I want I wanted to pick Buffalo for this. And and it could very well happen. The only thing I need on my end is to see Buffalo do it two years in a row. As yes. long as I All see right. you do it two years in a row, well, I then I know that. that you are solid. Yeah. And that's why I'm going with Kansas City specifically. And, of course, Green Bay does this as well. But I have more faith in Kansas City. When you show that you can do it consistently, and I was talking about this today in my office and made that point. Somebody said, well, they've really only done it for like two, three seasons. I said, yeah, but you it gets escalated yeah. because those two seasons they were in the Super Bowl Absolutely. and they won one of them. Yep. So it's not like just being a playoff team two years in a row. You were a Super Bowl, Bowl team yep. two years in a row. As soon as I see Buffalo do that and I and I think they yeah. totally could, then I will feel comfortable saying right. that for them. All right. And that's fair. Alrighty, well, that was definitely a fun game yes. looking back at the season and oh actually God, seeing so how similar uh, the records were up yeah. and down, um, you know, AFC, NFC, everything like that. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, very sad the season's over. Oh, crying. That could be both of our get it off yeah, our chest, which is what we're talking about next. It is get Ooh. it off our chest. Positive, ne- negative, football, housewives, wine, life, anything. So why don't you go ahead and kick us off? And I think we're starting off on a negative. We level. are. We are. I told you guys. I was going to save this. <laughs> uh, I was going to save it for a rainy day. Save it for a rainy day. See, but now she's getting it in your pocket. <laughs> she's getting into the singing, and she made fun of me. Uh, and that's a good so. one, though. That's like a that's like a grammar elementary school one. It's a group sing. Group sing. God, did you guys have? That should be one of our topics for today. Did you guys have group sing? Group sing was when filled my heart. The whole like, well, we the went whole to our school. Okay, yeah, but I think people need to understand. Which is like our schools people. were different. So we went to school kindergarten to third grade and then yeah. fourth to sixth. We did group sing kindergarten to third. Yes. So everybody <laughs> got in the gymnasium and you would all learn the same songs in music class and we'd all sing them sing together. Sing it together. But like how, Beautiful. How it's beautiful. <laughs> how inspiring is that? Like inspiring. Well, you guys will never know unless you well, have group sing. We'll do a whole episode on that because like I can't. There's songs I still remember now. I know. AK, I just sang. I can't. Um, Okay. So that was positive. This is going to my negative. I said I was going to save this, save it for a rainy day, um, with Jen Shaw. Real Housewives of Salt Lake City. I know Caitlin is almost fully caught up, so I feel so I can speak on this. No, it's okay. You can go. 
and I just, I want to do like the uh, comparison. I feel like it's the best way to do it is my hate for Jen Shaw. So I want to compare it to my hate for Siggy Flicker, who was a former Jersey girl and my hate for Jennifer Aiden, who's also a Jersey girl, who I want to say, I really don't hate anymore. No, you don't. Um, But season one, when Jennifer came in uh, her first season with uh, New Jersey, I hated her because I thought she was so snobby. And so look at my money, look at my money, look Mm -hmm. at my money. So that's why I hated her. I hated Siggy because, and I I know Siggy was like, you could tell she was a good person at her core, but I didn't like how emotional and crybaby and and loud. And so that's why I didn't like her. I feel like those two reasons of not liking someone is not as bad as why I don't like Jen Shaw. Jen Shaw I don't like her because she is a straight up psycho. Oh yeah, she is a psycho. She a hundred percent need needs professional help. Oh yeah. Um, I think as much and I love her husband. He's been on the show. Um, he seems darling. Like he yeah. seems super sweet. Football coach. And she complains all season long about how it's tough for her that he's gone constantly. Let me tell you something, Jen Shaw. It might be good that your husband's gone constantly because I think if he were around you 24-7, you guys would have been divorced years ago. That's probably why he likes you. Yeah. Like he can only take you in I have heard he can only take you in marriages, though. But somebody like <laughs> Jen Shaw, like I yeah. you can't you can only take that person oh, no. in doses. Um, so she just has a history and they played the receipts on the most recent episode of her getting in fights with the women Mm -hmm. and running off in an angry tirade um, from every event that they've had this season. Apparently she's going to do it again at the reunion. Um, And I think it just proves the point of you can kind of feel towards the end and previewed in the reunion Mm -hmm. that it's the women versus Jen Mm -hmm. and they're not trying to gang up on her. It's just the fact of like, you haven't given us the reason to support you or like you like that's how shitty you are. So I feel like not liking someone cause they're a little bit showboaty, not liking someone cause they're too emotional or not liking someone cause you're just an evil person. Yeah. You take the cake, Jen Shaw. Wow. I could definitely agree with you on that one for sure. Um, I do have one episode left and I know the reunion is tonight. We'll give you all the details. Yeah. So you don't miss it. Um, but I, I just been so shocked with like, as I've been catching up and texting Katie, like yeah. how just like, I've been like waiting for her to catch up and she's like texting me as she's watching. Yeah. I was like, I know. I mean, I know. Like, I, it, like definitely since like the first episode, I, I don't think I've been like a total fan of hers, but I just, it, it, it gets worse and worse and worse and worse. And I think the one episode, like maybe like, you know, she got, you know, very drunk. So she got, you know, so people were like, ah, you know, a little crazy lunatic. But this like last episode that I personally watched, like, right. It was completely sober. Like, right. and it, it just stems out of nothing. Her anger stems out of absolutely Her nothing. Is very scary. And it is scary. Like she like, she like hit the one girl. Like, well, she like smacked her. But still, I'd be like, ah, don't touch me. And, Use like, the quote. I, it to Whitney, like if basically, if you don't like take my side, I will drown you in the lake behind your house. And literally, she said that. She like, said that, like to her, like okay, well, like that's scary. Like I don't want that. Like I just like and like I I watch these episodes from like two people that don't like confrontation, and like I literally just like sit on my couch and kind of just like like hey. you would disengage so hard. I would walk away so hard. There's been so many moments where I've been out like prior to COVID, like at bar or at parties where like friends have gotten into altercations or like people you just you see in a distance there's i've 
secondhand embarrassed strangers. Strangers getting into fights, and I'm like, I can't deal with this. I can't do. I don't even know them. I can't. So hard. I hate. Like I, I get secondhand embarrassment. Like I just. So I I watched this. The last episode I watched in particular. Like I just. I got into like I like a shell because there's turtles. I don't want to be here anymore. I don't. You know when you know when like as much as the reunions are a little bit dreadful. I think our favorite part is when people get called out on their bullshit. I can't wait. And I cannot like, wait go. for this woman to get called out on her bullshit. Yeah. Well, I think that was a great get it off your chest. And again, yeah, reunion is tonight, so I think, and a lot of people feel your way as well. Yeah. So it's not. It's 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 very crazy. So I don't know. I gotta maybe I'll dig, dig up some receipts and see who thinks she's okay because those people you probably should see someone yeah. as well. All right, so I am up and oh, I actually do have some receipts here. So Ooh, I forgot what you were doing. Let me pull them up. So mine is football related, and I'm actually siding with someone. Maybe that you well, we've actually we've sided with him before. Okay. So, um, but we I am uh, going after the Dallas Cowboys organization. Yeah. Um, but I am siding with Mr. Dak Prescott. Um, and obviously this year was very, you know, prior to the injury, the horrific injury we had, he had, um, you know, we talking about contracts and paying him and things like that. And Katie and I came on week after week of like, deserve to be paid, just pay him, things contract. like that. Listen, the kid got hurt this season and halfway through his injury, he still had more stats than every other yeah. NFC East quarterback. And yeah, I, yeah, listen, yeah, yeah. I were in on that. Our quarterback was doing yeah. worse than him. This kid was his leg was not on his body in a hospital yeah. else. So what I am bringing up tonight is that the Dallas Cowboys released a 2021 hype video. Which too soon. Also, yeah, like way too soon. But that's just the Dallas Cowboys. Go figure. Like they think they're winning the Super Bowl next year. Literally, you have your players current. You have players from class. Troy Aikman's in it. A bunch yeah. of other old people school in it. Guess who's on in it? Dak Prescott. He is nowhere to be found in this hype video. You have Zeke in there. You have someone like Amari Cooper. And I am a Bama fan. Yeah. End to end. I love Amari Cooper. The Cowboys don't use Amari Cooper. They traded for him and did absolutely, they don't do anything with him. So what, so Dak Prescott is nowhere to be found in this video. Mm -hmm. So there's obviously speculation. There's conspiracy theories that whatever. So where my like where I'm just talking about this right now, I don't think Jerry Jones approves marketing, you know, material. Probably not. It doesn't go to the owner of the Dallas Cowboys. But we do have a quote here, um, and it is from the Cowboys senior director of media and programming. Ooh, let's hear it. Okay, first of all, also senior director. If this isn't coming from like the chief marketing officer themselves, and like this is kind of sketchy. Okay. His name is also Derek Eagleton. So he came from his Twitter account. So that's questionable too. It's coming from a personal Twitter account. Okay. This was simply an oversight that should have been caught and corrected by us. Anyone who's making it seem like Cowboys decision makers use social media videos to make statements doesn't understand or take the time to understand how it all works. Trust me, there's no story here. Wrongo. You, Okay. I work in marketing and I'm not spilling out all processes and everything's like that. But what you put out, no matter who you work for, mm -hmm. whether it's a sports team, an insurance company, a real estate agency, anything like that, us, what we tweet out from real football fans in New Jersey, what we put on our Instagram, guess what? It all gets approved. It all gets vetted. Guess what? That's your voice. So if you put out a video 
that Dak Prescott is not in and he is your starting franchise quarterback, that is your company's voice and that is your company making a statement. So I think that quote is complete bullshit if the sorry, the Giants, if the Cowboys wanted to actually correct this and be like, this really was an oversight, it would have come from their Twitter account, not the dirt, the senior yes. director. Well, no. number one, just don't put out a 2021 hype video just yet. The well, yeah, like, and the reason that. why I say that mainly too is because whether they, and they were claimed that it was just an oversight, but the reality of fact is Dak Prescott is a 2021 free agent. So then why can't you say that? So, be honest about it. True. But just wait. And, and, I, and I'm not even saying that they're looking. I'm not even saying they're looking to move on from him. But you cannot ignore the fact that he is a free agent. It is yeah. not 100% that he is a Dallas Cowboy next year. And you know that. And so instead of just yeah. making this video without him, just wait. Why are you making the hype video now? Wait. We just finished the Super Bowl. Wait, or literally what you just said might have been the mindset when prepping for this video. Hey, guys, like maybe we can't edit. Or you can also edit people out. It's not that hard. Like maybe we can't edit him out, all this stuff. So then be on, or don't call it a hype video. Just say it's a, we're setting up this video. Oh, my God. I, I hate that comment, though, from that person. And it's coming from someone who's not directly in charge. Like, I'm sorry, senior director is great. Like, I hope I get that role one day. Like, but honestly, like, uh, it, no, this, a statement like that comes from the Dallas Cowboys organization. It doesn't come from Jerry Jones, obviously. It just, it's just so dumb. In my just playing it like, oh, we didn't recognize, like, that's a lie. You didn't recognize it is that it is Dak Prescott wasn't in your video. It is a lie. He's more popular than Ezekiel Elliott. Yeah. Don't give me that. Yeah. Do not give me that. Yeah. I don't like that. So that's it. I agree. Don't, and again, we, like Katie and I have said this like many times too, like don't put out things that like only football people are reading, like your blogs or your commentary. Like don't act like we're all stupid. This is a comment. Like don't think that marketing people aren't like into football. Or, this like, also like just that. goes for all 32 NFL football teams. Don't make a hype video. Oh, don't do I would that. say until the free agency and the draft is concluded. Or you have your team set. Because like, Dak, Prescott, Dak Prescott's not the only big name no. in free agency. So don't make your hype video. <laughs> Wait. So that was the thing on Get Up this morning. They said, they literally were like, what if Sam Darnold wasn't in the Jets? I was just going to say, what if Deshaun Watson, or what if Deshaun Watson Well, they ended used up Sam going, Darnold because it was what a... If they made the hype, <laughs> what if they made the hype video with Sam Darnold, and then in a month from now, Deshaun Watson's the quarterback and not Sam Darnold? Yeah. Why would you make the hype video until you have it, like... But that's that so. But the, the commentary this morning was that what if they use, or maybe this was, sorry, this was on, this was not on Get Up. Sorry, I watched too or listened too much. I was listening to Boomer and Geo on okay. the way home. And it was, the commentary was, what if, um, and it was just CBS Sports. It was right before Boomer and Geo. And it was okay. basically, what, what if it was the Jets mm -hmm. and they didn't put Sam Darnold in it? They'd be like, oh, so the speculation would be like, oh, right. yes, they are trading right. it. They right. even brought up the Broncos. Drew Locke, has, his name hasn't been gone around in a while. But if the Broncos released a hype video tomorrow and Drew Locke wasn't in it, the world would be like, well, that's it. He's gone. Yeah. And this is Dak Prescott. It just created – look, it, they're talking about it on yes. all the shows and the podcasts. Yeah. It created buzz that was completely unnecessary. Unnecessary. And if it really is like an oversight, delete the video and move on. Yeah. All right. Well – 
that is our show for tonight. So sad that the football season is oh, over, no. but you all know that there's still plenty to talk about. Oh, I about open my phone we, every second. As we have already now. shown yeah. on tonight's show. Um, but this week, do not miss Real Housewives of Salt Lake City. We said reunion part one. That is on tonight at 10 p.m. Real Housewives of Atlanta on Sunday at 8. Real Houses of Dallas on Tuesday at 9. And I feel like I just blinked, but Real Houses of New Jersey season 11 premiere one week I'm away. Ready. You ready? You guys ready. see us next week on this show. Jersey will be after us. Ready. It is insane. Um, and it pains me to say this next one, but our next thing we are looking forward to in the world of NFL is that free agency period. It is 35 days away. We'll get there. We'll get there. We will get there. And until then, the buzz will keep us afloat. So it will. Thank you guys so much for watching. Loved hanging out with you, sipping wine with you. Cheers. Cheers.